This is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School episode 182, Overpowering Racism. This is Black History Month, and one of the things I like to say about Black History Month is that it is the month that lasts 365 days. I enjoy celebrating the lives and accomplishments of Black Americans more than one month a year. And today, I'd like to talk about Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. I spoke with him about a week after he got the National Book Award for Stamped from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America. This is considered a real standard now for a lot of people doing African-American studies. At this point, Dr. Ibram Kendi is one of America's foremost historians and leading anti-racist scholars. He is a number one New York Times bestselling author of seven books, and he is the Andrew W. Mellon Professor in the Humanities and the founding director of the Boston University Center for Anti-Racist Research. He is a contributor at The Atlantic and a CBS News racial justice contributor. He is also the 2020-2021 Francis B. Cashin Fellow at the Radcliffe Institute for Advanced Study at Harvard University. In 2020, Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world. In his book, Stamped from the Beginning, as well as his other books, How to Be Anti-Racist, he helps us understand that in the United States, racism is baked in. And that means that there is a preference and there's policies and there's systems in place that benefit people who look white. So all of us, no matter what color we are, no matter our background, have to do things purposefully to not behave in racist ways that are part of the default setting. And this requires being self-aware persistently and being self-critical to see if we have biases and regular self-examination. And while it might be helpful to protest for Black Lives Matter and protest for better treatment from police officers, a redistributing of funds to protect communities and have them run in ways that are safer for everyone, to correct the injustices of the justice system and the way prisons operate in this country. Protesting is good, but Kendi says it is not a long-term solution. Today I want to read a little bit from his book, on page 510, 511, to talk about what he means by this. Before I read this, I want to mention that I will post a link to our conversation about Stamped from the Beginning, and I hope that you go and check it out, as well as the other books he's written. You can support what I'm doing by going to patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse, and when you contribute, that helps cut the cost of my production. He begins this way. Anti-racist protesters have created positions of power for themselves by articulating clear demands and making it clearer that they will not stop, and policing forces cannot stop them until their demands are met. But protesting racist policies can never be a long-term solution to eradicating racial discrimination and thus racist ideas in America. Just as one generation of powerful Americans could decide or be pressured by protest to end racial discrimination, 
When the conditions and interests change, another generation could once again encourage racial discrimination. That's why protesting against racial power has a never-ending affair in America. Protesting against racial power and succeeding can never be mistaken for seizing power. Any effective solution to eradicating American racism must involve Americans committing to anti-racist policies, seizing and maintaining power over institutions, neighborhoods, counties, states, nations, the world. It makes no sense to sit back and put the future in the hands of people committed to racist policies or people who regularly sail with the wind of self-interest towards racism today, towards anti-racism tomorrow. An anti-racist America can only be guaranteed if principled anti-racists are in power and then anti-racist policies become the law of the land and then anti-racist ideas become the common sense of the people. And then the anti-racist common sense of the people holds those anti-racist leaders and policies accountable. And that day is sure to come. No power lasts forever. There will be a time when Americans will realize that the only thing wrong with black people is that they think something is wrong with black people. There will come a time when racist ideas will no longer obstruct us from seeing the complete and utter abnormality of racial disparities. There will come a time when we will love humanity, when we will gain the courage to fight for an equitable society for our beloved humanity, knowing intelligently that when we fight for humanity, we are fighting for ourselves. There will come a time, maybe, just maybe, that time is now. I'll just add to that that sometimes when we talk about seizing power, some people might start to get jittery. But what we're really talking about is an active and vibrant democracy where everybody has a stake in the democracy and a seat at the table to affect change that actually makes a difference in people's lives. Only very recently have women even been able to come into politics. Only very recently have Black people and Native American people been able to effectively represent their own. It first began during Reconstruction when there were more Black people in certain states and in certain areas than there were white people. And at first, they had a chance to vote. And of course, the majority voted in some of their own to represent them. But quickly, those former enslavers in the South put up laws, practices, harmful methods and tactics to undermine, destroy, persecute, lynch, and harm the black community, tax them at the polls, or otherwise eradicate their ability to vote completely. And their rights were taken away until the mid-1960s, and that is in our collective memory. People alive today can remember getting a chance to vote for the first time, even though that right was given to them ages ago. And so when we talk about having people in power that are anti-racist, we're talking about all different sorts of people who want to make a difference so that the lives of everyone are treated equally. And that can't happen without dismantling what's in place to protect the dominant culture. It's difficult to realize 
the great depth, the tentacles of how deeply this gets baked in. But as we read the scholarship and the works of Black Americans like Dr. Ibram Kendi and others, I will have a list of some of these others in the show notes for this episode, which will be free for everyone to view, which normally is for supporters of my show, but will be free to the public today. And I'd love it for you to read some of these Black authors who share their perspectives, their histories, their stories, and plenty of things if you're in dominant culture that you're not going to really realize for yourself. During Black History Month, pick up a book by a Black author. Read something and learn something that you've never known before. And your life will be so enriched. You will feel connections you've never felt before. You will feel empathy that you've never felt before. And we all have to do our part to make our country a better place for everyone and our hearts better places so we can hold space for the sufferings and the joys of all those around us. I also want to remind you that this month we have a special book that a bunch of us are doing at the same time called Subversive Stillness, an anti-racist devotional guide for the everyday believer by Robert J. Monson. Each day we're reading a page of this, and I am posting my notes and reflections that other people are posting theirs too on Twitter with the hashtag S-U-B-V-S-T-I-L-L, an abbreviation for subversive stillness. On March 3rd, Robert will join us live for a discussion. We can ask him questions and we can discuss the material in the book. And you can get a digital copy of the devotional today if you go to subcultureinc.org and look under their publications page. This is a beautiful book written by Robert that opens us up to the foundations of rest, education, empathy, and it's a beautiful way to begin that work that begins inside of dismantling what is racist first in our lives and then in our surroundings. Thank you so much for journeying with me this February, which is also my birthday month. My birthday is February 23rd. And if you'd like to send a little birthday gift my way with some support for the show, I would be very happy with that. Join me next week for a guest episode that you will love. And thank you so much for listening.